All right, so we will jump in. Uh, to a nice light topic, huh? Yeah, yeah, nothing too serious. Um, no, that's all right, all right. very much sarcasm in point. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, I guess just to start, um, uh, I know now that we're recording this podcast and this is ongoing, so obviously things um, not just can, but will likely shift even between now and when listeners are hearing this. Uh, and I know we're, um, so I would say several weeks, but, you know, a month plus well into this. Uh, but yeah, I, I know for me personally, I'm having reactions and, and processing certain components of it. And I want to be, I'll say I want to be careful. Maybe I, I shouldn't be because you know, in terms of being genuine with this, but um, I'm having my own reactions just, I guess, yeah, based on like my own preconceived biases, I'm having reactions based on like my privilege and frameworks that, you know, I, I'm either working away from or working towards. Uh, so there's just lots of mixed reactions and emotions and, and thoughts around it. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously I know my caseload um, is processing this and my clients are processing this and there's also impacts on our daily lives and there's also things that aren't impacting us daily but that we see happening um so anyway that's i guess that's sort of my summary around it what's coming up for you emma what are your thoughts you know i've had such a weird relationship with this i I had seen myself leaning in a bit to some doom scrolling similar mm. to to my caseload honestly um which was something personally I struggled with and like my, my case would also identified that that need to be aware mm. balanced against protecting the self. Um, the, the, uh, the internet is a beautiful, wonderful thing in many ways, but it, it is something that will not enforce its boundaries for you in the sense that, you know, yeah. Um, if I think of something like Reddit, sure things might be tagged as not safe for work or something like that where it might be a little bit more graphic um but we all have that little bit of morbid curiosity i think where oh i can handle something yeah oh, there's such a range for not safe for work or whatever and then suddenly we're looking at an image that is just like devastating or um showing us a side that perhaps we didn't think we would be exposed to so um i had definitely seen myself leaning in a little too hard. I think I caught it much faster than previous instances of doom scrolling in my life. I'm even thinking back to earlier on in the pandemic. This feels familiar to be sharing it in a podcast because I think I shared something similar yes. early on in the pandemic. Yes. Um, so I caught it faster. I stopped it faster. Um, but it, it definitely was still a bit of a struggle for me. I am... Mm pretty empathetic and just thinking of like wow how would I feel if I was in that position um and unsurprisingly I would not have felt good mm. leaving and being scared for my life and unsure where my people were um I I had a couple a couple instances I won't get into the specifics just because I don't want to be another alarmist voice here uh, but I had around um I had gone home for my dad's birthday a bit ago and had my uncle around and he was talking about, you know, what some aspects of like nuclear war might be and how long um, it would take for certain reactions to travel through areas of the mm. state. I, I know this is 
extremely vague on purpose. Mm, um, and yeah. one of the numbers he quoted was in very few minutes. And it was just kind of like, whoa, how would I feel having minutes um, mm. in the event that things continued to escalate? Um, and that was kind of a moment I noticed my husband left the room. I left the room a minute later, like, okay, <laughs> you guys are having this conversation. I think I just need to not sit with this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely been picking and choosing in my personal life mm. where I'm leaning into this. Obviously, I hope it goes without saying, I'm not shutting down my clients and their instances of processing. Mm. Um, I, I know I'm almost like babbling, but I also wanted to acknowledge, um, I'm, I'm not even sure if you've seen much about this, Tim, but earlier today, actually, we're, we're recording this on the 12th of April. There was a shooting in Brooklyn in the yes. Brooklyn subway. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have family in Brooklyn. The shooting was right near their stop, kind of a thing. Um, they're all safe. I'm very relieved. Mm. And in, you know, first hearing about it and thinking like, oh my gosh, like, you know, the city's big. Oh God, it's Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn's kind of bigger. Like, what's the likelihood my people are there? And of course, it's like a stop away. Um, they were not even present. Luckily, they were not near you. So wonderful things there. Mm. But I did notice myself kind of drawing some parallels, like my reaction just to knowing that people I love could have been at risk and something still tragic. Yeah. The shooting in Brooklyn is tragic no matter what. I am not trying to draw a comparison like, oh, just a, a shooting that doesn't matter in comparison to the situation in Ukraine. That is not mm. the parallel I'm attempting to create here, but there was a more... Um, finite amount of time mm. for this tragedy versus you know what's happening in Ukraine mm. um and I can't even like just my reaction to knowing after it was all over right how's my family doing how would I have felt if that was my family in Ukraine like right. it really is heavy there's a heaviness to it mm. um and now I have finished kind of babbling and just talking forever so I want to give the, the mic in a sense back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just hearing it, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're babbling. I think what you're pointing out is, and I think, yeah, this is, I think, I think it's really relevant. You have a situation where, well, let me back up even further. It's you're right. I mean, these are two very, very different things, but you, you're talking about, there is a similarity or this point of like how we react. Like, when and how we hold space and react to these things when we are like we ourselves are not being directly impacted by the thing. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole other conversation and a whole other framework if you're in it, right? If yeah. you are, you know, like thinking about, you know, somebody navigating this in Ukraine right now and depending on where they are in the Ukraine and, you know, what city they're in and how that city has been impacted. And like, obviously there's a whole other framework there being removed from it. Mm -hmm. um, and you said you said it earlier at one point, like, obviously, you don't shut your, your clients down when they're processing this. That's not yeah. we don't do that. Our, our professional duty or one of our professional duties is to hold that space. Um, mm -hmm. Can you walk out of the room when and I don't I'm actually I'm forgetting the relation, but, you know, say your uncle's talking about their understanding of, you know, military response to nuclear war. You can walk out of the room and like that is that is OK. And you have to decide in that moment what you need. And is it helpful to hear some of that conversation? Is it not? And there's no right or wrong, in my view. There's no right or wrong. 
to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm hearing you point out is like in hearing what happened earlier today in New York, um, you know, that was a situation where, right, you said you family that that could have been impacted. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that they were not. But it makes sense why you checked in. And, yeah. you know, it's like, and it's like the, that the sort of degrees of separation, right? It's like, you know, exactly. right. And that, that and what I'm hearing you point out is that that, among other things, carries weight in terms of how you're processing this and when, um, yeah. you know, and if, you know, let's say you had a session later, say, and a client brought up what happened in New York, even if like, you know, you're at a point of like, okay, I, I, I need to move away from that for a moment you probably would, I mean, you would still need to sit there with your client through it. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not in session in your home and you're seeing it come up on cable news, you can decide what you need to do with that. I mean, this, I, don't know, I feel like this ties into like some of the social justice conversations we have, like yeah. when you're even just the, even other privileges aside, just the privilege of not having been targeted, having not just been in that situation period, there yeah. is a privilege to that and to being able to kind of dictate, right. Being able to dictate, you know, how and when you, you take in certain information and, um, and, and at the same time as a therapist, I wouldn't say, well, no, like, you know, you should always be countering that and, and constantly be, you know, be bombarded or be engaging in the information. You do need to be able to step away from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's complex. There's a lot of complexity to it, but does that, does that sound, does that fit with what you're describing? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and that acknowledgement of the privilege of being to say, this is enough for me right now. Mm. Um, it goes without saying that, doesn't exist for right. actively fleeing their home, for example. Right. Um, you know, they don't have the privilege of saying, ah, oh, wow, this is a really stressful time. This is pretty heavy. I think I'm going to just uh, scroll my phone for a while or, you know, mm. whatever activities I'm going to go play Animal Crossing for a while. Yeah, um, yes. That's a privilege that I hold here mm-hmm. just inherently by not there. Mm. Um, so I I think within my caseload, that's where I've seen a bit of guilt coming up mm. for a good chunk of folks. I feel like I've seen a lot of almost guilt and a lot of fear. Mm. Um, fear for more like, what does this mean more on a global scale? Which, you know, clearly I have no answers to. Um, but that guilt around that really bad things are happening to people and I'm not one of those people and, you know, maybe I should feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think has a, an added layer of complexity. Like, yes, you do have a privilege in not being in that position. Mm. Yeah. That is there. Mm-hmm. However, should you, should you feel guilt associated for it? Not necessarily. Like, you don't live in Ukraine. Mm. So it's not happening to you. Right. It doesn't make you bad because you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like that that complexity of I get some of the guilt. Mm. Perhaps we can funnel it more into like compassion. Mm. Right. Well, because in what I'm hearing in that too, and, and I think about this, yeah, because I navigate that too, right? In terms mm-hmm. of, you know, and I think, and it's interesting, this comes, this has come up um, and, and actually in a few different um, sort of facets or things that I've been engaged with and even with some clients I've worked with. Um, but, you know, talking about how people avoid some of these things. I mean, again, we talk about a, a, a prime example, you know, within social justice and like, you know, when it comes to racism and white supremacy, 
Mm-hmm. This is very, I think, very common. Um, but then even like talking about something like, you know, like the Ukraine and what's happening there, people avoid these topics and don't mm-hmm. really dive into or, or talk about. And yeah, again, part, that's in part related to their privilege, but part of it is, yeah, we're, we're, we're internalizing it, right? We're saying, you know, oh, well, um, if I were to acknowledge right, these different layers or components in my relation to this thing, um, then there's something wrong with me. This I'm, I'm, I'm bad in some way. And so I'm just going to avoid it and not address it and not look at like, you know, or like, you know, do what you're doing right now and talk about it. Um, and people do just avoid that. And, and all of that stuff, um, the people who are truly being impacted aren't actually being centered in it. Right. And I think like, like you said, that guilt, um, wherever that may come from for you, right. It's not centering, anybody who's navigating this, whether they, whether we're talking about somebody in the Ukraine or whether it's, you know, whatever their relation to it is, it's not helping anybody. That's not, you know, and you're right. Like, could that be channeled in other ways that actually results in action or, or, or helping, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, so no, I mean, I feel like it ties into these other topics and we've talked about some of this in here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But like it does, and it comes up around this. I, I, I hear you with that because I feel, you know, again, like even like what, you know, how much news I'm consuming, right. How often Mm -hmm. I'm I'm checking the news and reading about it. There's that voice that's like, well, you should be reading more about this. And in fact, you know, you don't, you don't read enough and you're avoiding reading it. And there's probably truth to that. Like that voice isn't wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, if I start going down this shame spiral, that's all about me, um, that doesn't help me, but it also isn't going to help anyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it, you know, I think more so trying to consider, okay, well, is there more that I can be doing constructively? And if so, what does that look like? And also am I balancing that with, yeah, getting sleep and water and my, you know, ensuring that my basic needs are met so that I can continue to, to help. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's, it's an ever changing balance to try to strike. That's yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. There's not an answer. Yes. Yes. I like that. That's a, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been interesting. Even when we were discussing like, okay, so we're going to be doing the podcast. What topic? Um, the way I had presented it was, you know, we could talk about Ukraine and I think, I hope I put it in quotes because that's how it was in my mind. Uh, and I said something like, you know, I know it hasn't seemed the most quote unquote relevant. Um, and I loved your response because it was very much like, well, it is relevant. It is ongoing. Mm. Um, attention has shifted as, you know, as it often does within the news cycles, within the, uh, threshold mm. culturally of folks in general, mm. like, Oh, this is unpleasant. I feel my guilt. I feel my shame. I feel like I can't do anything anyways. Yes. Tell me the hero dog story. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to feel better. Oh, yes. Tell me something else to perhaps catastrophize. Yes. Um, and we kind of shift away from it. And it's been kind of since, since that feedback event, I, a client and I actually had this discussion around, um, they're an avid Reddit user, mm. and talking about how they watched the top pages on Reddit really, uh, shift mm. within just a couple weeks span earlier on of course all of the top stories were like you know just all not all ukraine but largely vast majority ukraine yeah uh, and now you know i forget exactly what what they'd said but it was a good chunk of time before mm. it was like oh and also 
the Ukrainian conflict is going on still. Kind of a yes. kind of a report. Um, granted, I'm not. I'm referencing Reddit because it felt approachable. I am not saying that like this is the only news source in the world. I'm not saying it's even necessarily a uh, solid news source. Mm. Um, but it is a nice indicator. Um, the attention has really been shifting away, at least from what I've observed. Yeah. Um, has that kind of matched for you? Yeah, absolutely. No, it has. And, and I appreciate, you know, Emma, how, how you put that in terms of just in general, how that could, I mean, how that shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I think just to tie it to something else real quick, and I think this is part of what we see when it comes to even navigating something like COVID. Now, granted, there's lots of factors in that impact how we navigated COVID and as a society, how we mm-hmm. at best fumbled our way <laughs> through and continue to fumble our way through it because we're, we're still in it. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's sort of like, okay, I'm ready to move on now. Okay. Yep. This was in the news. It was, it was in the news for the first couple of weeks. Now it's like, what? It's been three months. No, 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 no. It's nice out. I no. this is, mm-hmm. I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. It stresses me out. I don't want to, you know, and yeah, and just in wanting to, I mean, in the news cycle, in my, this is my, now my personal opinion, I think it's a product of that people rag on the news cycle and yeah, the, the media absolutely like jumps on this, but they're, they're just going with what the culture and what the society wants mm-hmm. right like that's mm-hmm. that's why they do it that's right it's the, the ratings or whatever it gets the ratings now granted there's, there's a lot of seg- segments of the population that don't want that so make that clear but enough of the population wants it and that's what they're you know navigating with. so like it's like no like that's like you didn't want to watch this in the news for two two three years straight like and granted no one does like of course like we don't want it to be a pandemic to begin with and obviously but like it's it's i think that that was part of what and that's part of what continues to happen when we think this is over and we act like it's over and then we don't take the precautions that we know we can and should and that help and then you know we're we're back you know we're set back because there's another variant or whatever it's tied back to this i mean i think this is you know it's it's similar it's like yeah, we're very concerned about the Ukraine and all the implications of this and what it means for Ukraine and what it means for the rest of the world. And But then, yeah, after a couple of weeks, we get tired of talking about it. And mm-hmm. again, I think there's privilege in that. I think there's things that we learn on a societal level that contribute yeah. to that. That I, as a white cis guy, have learned. Mm-hmm. That I'm, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm entitled to comfort. I'm entitled to not have to listen to things that are uncomfortable for too long. Right. Um, and again, and this is where there's that dichotomy. It's like, Absolutely, somebody is entitled to be able to get, again, like rest and water and to step away from something and to tackle it as they're able and to balance their needs. And I'm not saying, you know, because I think that's where the shame gets really confusing with some of this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that, that, and I think that's part of the whole shame cycle is that there's a difference between that balance and then just beginning to avoid it altogether. And what I'm hearing you point mm-hmm. out is that, and, and I think you're right, in the news cycle, we're we're beginning to avoid it we've now entered the mm-hmm. stage where we're gonna just not you know and we, we've done it with covid you know it's like it's still relevant it's still happening it's people are still dying and yet we still don't want to we, we want it totally said and done and gone yes and it's not realistic you know so i yeah. think i if that i mean does that fit with what you're oh, saying absolutely. and seeing yeah absolutely it's that concept that hey if i don't acknowledge this thing mm. doesn't have to exist in my world right right but it still does exist yes it is still a thing yes whether it's covid ukraine social justice related issues 
that bill you didn't pay. Like, what, like I'm here right. on <laughs> Yes. And just ignoring the thing doesn't make it suddenly stop existing. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely. And I, but I think that there is a belief. And again, I think there's things that tie into the belief and, and reasons for it. But I think there is an underlying belief that that is what happened. Like, if I don't have to see it, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Um, and we do operate that way. Um, yeah. You know, so I think, yeah. And, and so your point with Ukraine, I think that that is that that is what what's happening right now. And yet, you know, it's still... I know, again, I can just speak for my caseload and clients I work with and myself personally. And, you know, it's still impacting us because I know when I look at that, and again, I know part of this is also generational too. I don't know if you're seeing that with people that you work with, but some of it, like for me, I was, I was born like literally like right after the USSR collapsed. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't, my life, my lifespan does not overlap with that, but it's separated by like 24 months. Um, So like growing up, the Soviet Union was, you know, had been dead for seven, eight, nine years. Um, and people were still talking about it. I remember um, if my mom's listening, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. With my family, my mom had a globe and it had the USSR on it. It was a globe from, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how old it was. Um, mm-hmm. I think we still have a piece of it somewhere, but like it's it's a it's a globe that still has the USSR labeled on it. Um, oh my, that just unlocked a memory for me. Uh-huh. All uh, right. Yeah. Like, so like that, that was present. It was present still in the nineties. And, and, you know, um, yeah. you know, if you were born in 2000, you're 22 now, you're an adult, but you're even further removed from that. And there's nothing right or wrong about that. But my point being that your view around like what it means and like, you know, like what we navigated through the cold war and what the impact that that had for, for folks. And then, um, and or even just thinking about proximity again, obviously none of us could even come close to overlapping with like World War II, but like mm-hmm. proximity to you know Hitler, proximity mm-hmm. to Stalin, proximity to other you know I mean those are the ones that we actually talk about. Obviously there's other atrocities that we don't, um, but like you know there were major figures in our history that mm-hmm. Putin very much, regardless of your political views listening to this, very much aligned with. Like, this is he. This is it. This is another version of that. And the question is going to be how that's dealt with and how that's contained and not contained. Um, yeah. You know, so someone's understanding of that is going to impact, you know, their reactions and, and what they absorb when they're watching the news and when they're learning about Ukraine, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and that's just one of other layers to this. But, like, that's just one thing I'm seeing, like... There are people who I can tell, clients I can tell that, like, uh, this sounds, uh, I'm just going to say it. Uh, There are people who get it. There are people who are like, okay, I see some of the implications here. And there's people who don't. And they're just, and they're just like, you know, not that they're saying this, but like, they're kind of like, well, like, who cares? Or like, well, no, it's just another. It'll sort itself out, kind of. It will sort itself out. Yeah, kind of more passive or like, um, one thing that's really gotten, and this is not from my caseload at all. I've not heard this from clients I work with, but from, um, friends of mine. Um, and again, I'll get into some of my personal stuff with it. Um, and I think this is a very privileged stance. Um, mm-hmm. people who are basically like, you know, oh, well, there just, there just shouldn't be war and, and the people, you know, the, the parties involved often in this, like there just shouldn't be any, any fighting. And it's like, well, yeah, on a basic level, I fully agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. they're being attacked. This, this, essentially this kind of dictator figure is invading their country and invading, you know, and bombing their apartment buildings and their homes and their cities and their ports. And like, they didn't, this wasn't something where like they just got up one morning and decided to, you know, like, 
Like, what do you think this is? But there's people, like, I've had people have these conversations, like, yeah, but, you know, it's just sad, and I just don't think um, we should be, you know, there basically shouldn't be any support for any of it. And I'm like, there's millions of people that are now refugees without homes. Mm-hmm. And they, again, they didn't like, so it's just, it's complex, and I'm not judging anyone's political views, but there is a lot of frustration, because I think there is just a lot of, there is a lack of understanding. In some ways, I think there's a lack of education, and I think that there's just a lot of privilege wrapped up in it. These, yeah, I, you know, it feels like the distinction between a theoretical discussion, like ah, as a general notion, yes, it'd be great if we had different ways to resolve conflicts. Cool. Yes. Right. So here we are now. Yes. Yes. Right. Like. Yes. Sure, fine. Shouldn't be war on that very basic, like you said, that very basic in the most general sense. Yes, it would be lovely to not have people having to fight each other. Right. Dying. Right. However, an invasion has already happened. Maybe now right. is not the time for the theoretical discussion. Like, <laughs> isn't a good idea in general. Yes. And I, I, yes. I sound kind of sarcastic in my, my voice tone there. Yeah. So I should just let me think voices. Um, so I, I don't mean any disrespect within this, but it's theoretical versus reality. Yes. And yes. what I'm hearing is like, hey, folks, let's kind of stay within the reality. I think that's a great way of putting it. And I think that, and I mean, I've seen this come up within social justice work. I've seen it. And generally it's, it's my demographic. It's this, you know, the white guy that walks into a social justice group and starts giving these theoretical, you know, well, what if blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly this is putting labor in all these other people and is not actually dealing with the issue. We're dealing with his own stuff. And it makes me think of that. <laughs> like, it's like, it's that kind of like, well, yeah. And let's, let's look at all sides of the argument. no, this guy needs to be stopped and we need to be talking. Like, this, this thing is happening and, and these people are being murdered. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, you know, but we, and again, I mean, this is getting some attention, you know, it, it speaks to all the atrocities that are happening domestically and, and elsewhere that are not getting any attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's that layer of it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. So I think that absolutely. And that's a great way you're putting that Emma is that it, it is, it's like, and I think that's just a tactic I think it's a tactic that's used in a variety of ways, but part of it is to avoid having to yeah. deal with this and look at this. And we do it, we do it with racism. We do it with, you know, lots of other mm-hmm. things. Um, and, and in other areas too, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, that, that's, I know that's some of my frustration that's, that's come up and then, yeah. And then trying to hold space with my clients with this, um, you know, it is hard, but I also hear them processing a, a lot of the same things with it and their own. So like, that's the piece to it, right? I mean, this was the case with COVID. It's like, on the one hand, it's hard to continue holding space for something that you're also reacting to and navigating. At the same time, it can also, if anything, also be kind of helpful and important to be like, oh, like my client's having that reaction. And oh, yeah, no, I had that reaction too. <laughs> and that also, I found that really frustrating. And it's this, this mixed bag of like, you know, feeling exhausted from it but also um it being important and it kind of going both ways even if the client's not aware of that right that you're yeah. still getting something out of it as a provider um mm-hmm. and again regardless you have to hold the space it's mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think one of the areas where it's been helpful for me and in, in my practice has been uh so you know you make your restatement you maybe try to identify the emotion if somebody's saying you know they're talking to you know oh that sounds sounds like maybe that was kind of scary for you or mm. oh man sounds like that's really frustrating i have been able to access much more fine-tuned kind of words oh. and large you know it's not how i'm disclosing it to clients but 
largely it's like, oh, this is kind of how I feel. So I wonder if you're feeling some of that. Yes. And it's yes. really helpful because it's like, yes, that's exactly the word. And it's like, oh, cool. My hobby of dissecting the exact emotion I'm feeling has really come in handy here. Yes. No, I've, I've had this, that a very similar experience. One thing that recently came up, I've had, there's been other examples of that too. And like you said, even finding a word, right? Or like mm-hmm. the, the right emotion, you know. Um, one thing that came up, it wasn't so much an emotion, but um, this particular analogy, and I would even actually, I, I use kind of humor with some of my clients around it and I was open with them. I used the same analogy literally like five times last week. And the, and like the, the, the third, fourth and fifth time I did it, I even told the client, I'm like, I've used this with several clients this week. And honestly, I don't know what that means or I don't know if, like, what that says, but here we go. And it was an analogy of being on a sinking ship and trying to get off. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and like one example that came up um, and it came up again with, with, with several clients was talking about, you know, you're on the sinking ship, you're trying to get into a lifeboat, you're doing all these things, to navigate the crisis. Because because what was happening was in in um, and for these particular clients, they were there was a sort of question like, well, why can't I like in one case, it was like, why can't I plan for the future? Why can't I focus on what I need to do long term? when I'm in, when clearly I'm not happy here. And I kind of equate it to like, well, you're on the, you're on the sinking ship. You're trying to get off in the safest way possible. Everyone's frantic and running around screaming. And imagine someone turning to you in the midst of that and going, well, why don't you just sit down for a moment and think about your future a little bit? Why don't you just, you know, and like, and there were a few different variations of this, depending on the client and what we're talking about, but like it was fitting each case. And that for me that came from my own personal like that's i've been having to remind myself of that right and avoiding the sort of self-judgment of like you know no like you're navigating these different traumas or different issues right now you're in survival mode you're not going to address these other things right now your your brain literally can't you can't literally you can't actually do that physically um so I, I appreciate what you're saying with that emma that absolutely and it, it was like that was my own work but it was very much in line with what and the at least from the client you know, reporting back afterwards going, no, that was spot on like that. Mm-hmm. You, 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 that nails it. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. and really kind of feeling validated, like, okay, like I'm not, you know, losing my mind because I can't do it in this way. It's like, no, like yeah. this is why. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's a great. And I think that those are really good examples too, where for us as providers, again, I can't speak for you, but like, yeah, it, it is really helpful. Right. It's like, yeah, we get the normalization in real time. Yeah, we do. We do. Right. Like often we're providing some of that normalization for clients. Like, oh yeah, that you know, that symptom of depression, you know, it may be comforting to to acknowledge that that is one of the actual symptoms. Like that's mm. felt by many. And like I'm sure you've seen it countless times when you're able to normalize something for a client and you see that level of relief of just like, oh cool, I'm not quote unquote crazy or you yes. know there's not something quote unquote wrong with me. Um so having that normalizing that we get to see kind of generally play out a couple times at least in the week. Um, you know, I don't want to say like, so glad my clients are navigating this, but there mm. is that like, that deep inside like, oh, phew, okay. They get it, I get it. Yeah. I get to see that other people are navigating this too. Yes. Um, yes. In regards to Ukraine in particular, I don't want to say that I'm comparing myself to all of my clients all the time, but yeah, it has been helpful as we're navigating a bunch of, a bunch of cultural, collective, sustained traumas. Mm. One of the things I've kind of recognized for myself is like, oh yeah, 
like early on in COVID when my clients were navigating some of their reactions, there was a piece of me that felt a relief from that because my reactions could kind of like fit in with theirs. Yeah. Um, yes. Again, not necessarily taking up the space in session, but just for my own personal awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you were able to walk away with that. I didn't yeah. cut you off. Yeah. No, I was saying, I think that's been playing out with me recently too. But yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. was able to walk away with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton mm-hmm. of sense. Yeah, and so I think, in, again, kind of tying this back to Ukraine, um, you know, I think that that's, I know what we're talking about here, that's a lot of what's coming up for me talking about. And it is like, as you're saying this too, I can't help but think like, again, this is just like the latest example. You know, it's like the sense that the world's on fire and now someone just set another part of it ablaze kind of a thing. And yep. and yeah, because like the things that we're talking about here, I mean, again, they've been applicable through COVID. They've been applicable through other social, political changes and issues that have come up um and yeah and now talking about this like that's you know yeah yeah pretty uh unpleasantly frequent huh we have here yes yes absolutely just even the through the um and i know we're coming up on time but um Mm -hmm. you know just through the duration of our podcast right like this is just another uh, another yeah. piece that that we're now talking about and navigating with our clients but um you know this has been happening during the time our conversations have been happening during the time of covid um mm-hmm. yeah yeah which on that note i had randomly logged into facebook and i happened to log in on the day that was i think maybe it was the two-year anniversary of our first podcast being recorded because you had like uh, posted a picture or something yeah. and, and tagged it, so I saw it in my memories. It was just like, Aww. oh, look at that! I think I remember that photo. Too. Yes, which would make sense. <laughs> we started in April of 2020. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I remember that. Uh huh. What's happened in those two years? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. They have. They have. Mm-hmm. And and maybe something we can come back to and keep talking about from this and just from talking about Ukraine is just that aspect of it, like the larger, again, kind of like the world's on fire and, and what, you know, cause I know this is part of what's coming up with my clients too, is, you know, now that we're at this point, how do we, how do like, what do we expect from the future? Right. Mm-hmm. Do we, do we expect, um, do we expect it where suddenly at some point the world just won't be on fire? Do we expect where the world's going to con- continue to be on fire, but the goal is to have it be less on fire um, what does it mean that it's on fire to begin with? I mean, it just, it branches off into all these other questions, of course, and each one of these issues that we're talking about branches off into those questions. But yeah, I, I, I think that's now coming up more and more. I don't know about you, but like, yeah, it's like, all right, like if these things are going to continue to happen, what do I expect? And then how do I manage that or navigate that in my micro layer? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that would be a great topic for us to return to. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, other thoughts, but we know we do got to end time wise. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep it to our time. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on your end, Emma? Before we do, anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think we covered all that I had in my mind. What about you? Uh, same, same. Um, and again, I think it ties into other things that that we'll return to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll wrap up then. Um, right. Emma, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, as always, and thank you to our listeners for joining in. Um, and we'll we'll be back. Bye.
Alrighty, bye. Bye.